One man, one microphone, and a lifetime of weird ass stories. Here he comes, Mapulos. Hello, folks, and welcome back to another Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. It's good to be back. This episode, I'll be covering a good chunk of my life, and that is funny stories related to drinking. I'm uh, 37 right now, and uh, I've kind of given up the drinking, and... Uh, not really any kind of a, you know, by now if you listen to these podcasts, you know, I have a really addictive personality and and I get my hands on something that gets uh, a little crazy. But alcohol was never really one of the really bad addictions that I had. But uh, I don't know. I just got to a point where I just didn't like feeling hungover and, uh, you know, just small bit of health issues between, like, acid reflux and stuff, and so I just kind of put it down. I'll have a beer now and then, but that's about it. Maybe once or twice a year I'll tie one on, but, uh, yeah, early on when I started drinking I couldn't stand the taste of any kind of alcohol I remember me and my brother and some of his friends went to Wisconsin Dells and they had a bunch of beer and they were making uh, margaritas I remember they were crushing ice in the bath towels they'd put ice and crush it up with their work boots on and make margaritas And uh, I couldn't stand the taste of the margaritas. So I was putting pixie sticks in the margaritas, trying to kill the taste. And it just made it taste disgusting. But uh, one of my brother's friends, John, he took a sip of it and he was like, man, it's a good idea. So he started putting pixie sticks in his margaritas. So then uh, I tried to choke down a beer and I couldn't stand the taste of beer. So I actually ended up mixing... uh, coke and beer together and uh all it did was just give me a glass with a giant head on it and it just you know it didn't really work out the way that uh i wanted it to that's for sure but uh i think it was around the same time or the same trip we ended up uh going to gurney illinois where they had six flags and uh they were all 21 and I was only 18 so they were going to go out and check out the bars and stuff so I stayed behind and they had purchased uh some alcohol to have in the room for when they got back from the bars you know have a couple nightcaps and they had bought uh, a four pack of those uh Bartles and James wine coolers and a tiny little uh bottle of Absolute so what I decided to do while they were out at the bars was drink the entire four pack of wine coolers mixed with the absolute vodka 
So I don't know if you know anything about uh, wine coolers, but mixing them with hard liquor uh, will instantly turn whatever's in your stomach into diarrhea. And that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> they came back from the bar, and I was wasted, and they couldn't believe that I drank all that liquor myself, but I was just ripped to shit. And uh, here's another tip. Don't drink to get drunk on liquors that are red because uh you'll be so drunk that when you start vomiting and vomiting you're gonna think you're bleeding from the mouth which is exactly what happened to me i started vomiting everywhere in the bathroom and i started freaking out because i thought i was bleeding out of my mouth but of course i was just vomiting up bright red wine coolers but uh it's a quick tip, quick tip for you. If you're going to drink to get drunk and you know you're probably going to vomit, don't drink anything that's bright red because you will think you're bleeding out of your mouth. Um, soon after that, I was going to uh, a lot of parties that friends were having, and most of the time it was uh, they'd have kegs in the back. And, uh, you know, you pump your own beer and God, keg beer in the summertime is like the worst fucking thing that you ever put in your mouth. But, uh, I mean, this one party we were hanging out in somebody's backyard and I just kept drinking, uh, this horrible keg beer. And I got to the point where I was so drunk that I just turned to somebody and, uh, you know, the person wasn't even talking to me and I just turned to him and I said, Oh, you're, so you're betting me that I can't jump over that fence? And the person was like, no, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even say anything to you. I was like, what are you testing me? You're testing me that I can't jump over that fence? And the person was like, no, I'm not even, I'm not even talking to you. I didn't even say anything. And, but I think it's, Probably not the best idea to jump over that fence because you're so big. So, of course, out of nowhere, I just decided to jump over the fence. And uh, not so much jump over it as dive over it into a roll. And I landed straight on my back, which I think has a lot to do with some of the back issues that I'm dealing with now at 37. So, uh, deciding to dive over a fence, which makes a lot of sense. Um, same party though kind of funny story so i was party was breaking up and i was uh heading to my car and i was uh right around that age where uh i was looking for vagina anywhere so if there was even the slightest hint that uh i might be getting some vagina i would uh do whatever it took to get that vagina so i was heading out to my car and there was a young lady sitting on the curb sobbing into her hands and uh, of course me seeing vagina I said uh, you know what's wrong and she said uh, my friends left me and I can't get home and and I was planning on just walking home because I was only a couple blocks from my parents house and uh, I was going to leave my car there because I was ripped to the wall at this point i mean i just jumped over a fence so uh 
she was like, I don't live too far from here. I would really appreciate it if I could get a ride home. So me on the same mental course, I said, all right, I'll give you a ride. So my buddy, he lived like right close to the entrance to a highway. And uh, she's like, okay, take a left here, take a right there. And then you're going to want to get on uh, Highway 100 North. And I was like, wait, what? And she was like, oh, it's only a couple exits up. It's not too far. And I was like, oh, okay. And like 20 minutes later, we're getting off on some exit in the middle of nowhere. Pull into her driveway. And I, of course, put on my best suave move. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of drunk. Is there a way I can just come in and hang out until I sober up? And she was like, no, I left my parents and they don't like that. Bye-bye. Thanks for the ride. And I was like, oh, man. It's like the only thing that saved me that night was I pulled out of the driveway and it just started, like, monsooning rain everywhere. And at first I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. But then uh, then I was like, well, the it's going to cover me. You know, I don't think I'm going to get a DUI because I'm going to have to drive like three miles an hour home because it was raining so bad and made it home safe. And that was like the last time I ever drove even remotely drunk or even a drink in my system because it was so terrifying that I got home safe. So I was just like, what abs? Soon after that, though, we ended up at a party out in a field someplace. And uh, if you're not from the midwest if you're from you know one of the bigger cities out here in the midwest out of nowhere people will just have parties on farms in the middle of nowhere so they ended up naming this party dayton fest because it was in dayton county and uh, they had a couple bands and a bunch of kegs and one of those nights where just got ripped to the wall on keg beer and uh never forget it man just like all the beer was out and people were just like oh this sucks there's no more beer (sighs) and i don't know why but i took it upon myself to become the leader of the disgruntled party goers that wanted beer so i they had one of these trailers in the backyard it was kind of like a refrigerator trailer and it was interesting i've never seen one since but inside the trailer were just like tons of kegs of beer and what it was was on each side of the trailer there was four like beer spouts that you would see like at a bar and you could just go up there and hit the spout and you know get some beer and they had four spouts on each side so when i opened up the back of the trailer Uh, Let me clarify that. When I broke into the back of the trailer, uh, I could see that each spout was an individual, like, halfy keg. It was like a mini keg or whatever. So I was checking all these kegs in the back of the trailer, and it turned out a couple of them still had a good amount of beer in them. For whatever reason, they just switched it out for newer ones. So I hooked those back up and got the beer flowing again, and I was the hero of the party, and... I just remember my buddy driving us back to his place and I told him I had to throw up and he stopped right next to a tree. So when I opened my door, it just hit the tree and I vomited all inside the car, which was nice. 
He was a little pissed off at that. Let's say that. Um, let's see. So my buddy, that same buddy that drove me home that night, we were we took a trip up to uh, Duluth, Minnesota. He had some work stuff, and I ended up going with him. And uh, so we were going to stay a night in Duluth, and then the next day he was going to do the work that he was sent up there for, and we were going to head back. So we ended up uh, hanging out at the strip club in Duluth called the Saratoga. And uh, that was the night that uh, I found Alabama Slammas. And if you don't know what an Alabama Slamma is, it's a drink that's got like a bunch of fruity shit in it. It basically tastes like uh, uh, like a orange juice with liquor in it. Not really a screwdriver, but a lot more orangey. So it was like, uh, kind of tastes like an orange push pop, I think is what they go for with that. So doing a bunch of those and just got drunk really fast. And just, uh, this guy came in, he was, uh, he was dressed in uh, like military, like jacket with the medals and everything. And this, I believe, was somewhere in the neighborhood of August. And I don't know why, but I suddenly thought it was Halloween. So this guy came in, and I started giving him shit. I was like, "Well, it's nice to see the military is in attendance tonight." And. Uh, I said, uh, good evening, Captain. And he said, I'm an admiral. Watch your mouth. And I said, oh, an admiral? Well, where did you park the Starship Enterprise? And uh, my buddy grabbed me and uh, stood up to the guy in the full naval uniform and was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. This guy's completely drunk. Please don't punch him in the face. And he was like leaned down to me he's like i can see you're drunk so i'm gonna not i'm not gonna knock your teeth out but just watch your mouth and i was like all right thank you so later that night i had to uh use the restroom and at the saratoga they only had one toilet stall and there was like 12 guys waiting for it so i just said you know f it and i went into the back alley and i just started pissing behind uh, one of those giant dumpsters and uh, I don't know where I got hit by a spotlight. And turned around, it was the cops, and they were like, what are you doing back there? And uh, I was like, I'm throwing up. And they just kind of drove away. So that's uh, another quick tip for you. If you're going to the bathroom outside and you're confronted by the police, just tell them you're throwing up. Because apparently throwing up is perfectly legal. But shitting in a bush is against the law. Even though they're both basically like bodily fluids. I don't know. Because I think when you throw up, there's some bile in there, which would be a bodily fluid. But apparently I can uh, throw up on a rose bush 
but uh, I can't jerk off on it. That probably has a lot to do with indecent exposure, too, with the peeing and the shitting, because your ass is out and your wangers hanging out. I want that'd be interesting to look up. I wonder if the law really pertains to peeing and pooping outside to get the ticket, or is it more of an indecent indecent exposure thing because your junk's hanging out? That's a good question. We'll come back to that. Maybe on the next podcast. Who knows? I'll do some research. Do some research. Um, but the next day, uh, I was completely hungover, and uh, I just remember being down at the Continental Breakfast, and like anything that had anything to do with orange or orange flavor was just giving me like the dry heaves. So I had a bunch of uh, had a bunch of milk and cereal, and uh, like grains and muffins and stuff, trying to get stuff in me because I was just feeling so horrible. So then we were driving up north in his truck, and the sun was beating down on me. And I was like, dude, you better pull over because I'm about to get sick. And I, you know, just kicked his door open and went for it. And I remember going to the gas station, and I picked up uh, breath mints, water, Tums, and aspirin. And I brought it up to the counter. And the guy just looked at all of it and looked at me, and I looked like a hot mess. And he was just like, feel better, brah. Feel better. Because he knew. He knew. Then I had a... Let's see here. Then I moved into an apartment. We had like a housewarming party or whatever. And uh, at that party I had discovered... Colorado Bulldogs and I had all the accoutrements I had uh, you know the Pepsi the Kahlua the vodka even the hazelnuts I had everything set to go and man did I get drunk that night holy shit drunker than I can ever even remember because I had like those you know blackouts and the and the you know the memory holes where it's just like you know how did I get from there to there and why did that happen with this like I couldn't function so apparently like towards the end of the night we decided to go to Denny's and uh, I thought it would be a great idea to fill up uh, like a 20 ounce bottle of coke with just pure Jack Daniels and bring it with me to Denny's why wouldn't they allow that so we got there and we're sitting there and I'm just sipping out of this Coke bottle full that has whiskey in it. And the waitress knew right away. She was just like, all right, you got to get out of here. And I was just like, what's going on? And it's like, you got to get out of here. So I left and on the way back to the apartment complex, which was a couple blocks away, I was like completely paranoid that I was being chased by police. So I was like ducking into bushes and crawling up the hill and stuff and I got back to uh, the apartment, and I don't remember any of this, but they said they came back from Denny's, and the front door to the apartment was wide open, 
all the lights were on in the entire apartment. Uh, and I was laying face down on the bed with my shoes on and everything just passed out. And, uh, so right next to the bed, I had like a weightlifting bench and stuff. And apparently in the middle of the night, I rolled out of bed to crawl into the bathroom to vomit. And, uh, I was like an inch away from like hitting my head on the, on the weightlifting bench. And it probably would have, would have done me in as they say. So I'm glad it didn't to tell you the truth. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of drinking. A lot of... I remember this one time we uh, had a party at my parents' house. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I decided that... Uh, I had never drunk tequila before. So I was going to drink some tequila. So when we went to buy the stuff, I picked out a bottle of Jose Cuervo, which we all know is top shelf tequila. And uh, got the limes and the lemon and stuff or whatever you use with it. Got myself all set up in the kitchen and Every once in a while, I'd go in and do, you know, the the salt, the shot, and the lime, all that bullshit. And uh, I think it was only maybe like four shots in when a friend of my brother showed up. And uh, he had brought with him a, uh, a bottle of mezcal from southern Mexico. And uh, if you don't know, mezcal is like... I don't know the actual research on this, but apparently it's maybe about five or ten times stronger than Jose Cuervo. And it was, like, really old school because it had the, uh, <sighs> the worms floating at the bottom. And, and the guy was running me this, like, crazy idea that if you drank down to the worm... And you did a shot with the worm in the glass, you'd have crazy psychedelic dreams. But I think that probably has to do with the fact that you just drank an entire bottle of mezcal. But uh, so I got, uh, I tried my best to get to that worm, man. And uh, it was one of those nights where I completely, 100% blacked out I don't remember I don't remember anything from the night before it was one of those um, day afters where I woke up on the couch and people were leaving the party and they were all looking at me and saying stuff like that's the guy that's that guy there he is that's that guy and I was like oh balls so right around that time my brother got up and uh, he sat with me on the couch, and he was like, you were completely out of control last night. And I was just like, what's going on? And he goes, well, let me run you through the day and the night. And I was like, oh, great. So apparently, after I did a bunch of shots of mezcal, I hung out in the swimming pool and 
talked to this guy who brought the mezcal for like almost an hour, and all he talked about was his calves, because apparently he was on coke as well as tequila. So soon after that, I tried to uh, make out with uh, one of my sister's friends, and uh, she obviously shoved me off. And then uh, after that, I went into my parents' room to vomit, locked the door, and fell asleep on the floor. They had to pick the door to come in to make sure that I wasn't uh, choking on my own vomit. So apparently soon after that, they they were kind of trying to get me into a bedroom so I could go to bed or whatever. So I started walking towards my bedroom, and then it turned out that... uh, that somebody was already <sighs> somebody was already sleeping in my bed and apparently I got really pissed off and I just started banging on the door and I just kept screaming, Stop fucking in my bed. Stop fucking in my bed. Get out of there. Stop fucking in my bed. So uh my brother and one of his friends just kinda grabbed me and tossed me into my sister's room and uh And they held the door, and after, like, a while, it sounded like I kind of gave up and went to bed. They came back to check on me, and I, I was downstairs on the couch, and my sister's room was completely destroyed. Because, uh, that's what you do to rager, man. You destroy a bedroom. That's how it goes down. So, yeah, that one was, uh, that one was pretty bad, because, uh, Never had the mezcal, and I'd never blacked out before, which really f- scared the shit out of me. But I remember there was another time where we went to, uh, me and a bunch of buddies went to Wisconsin Dells, this like family destination town. And I was talking about it a couple podcasts ago, but so we were there drinking, and uh, it was just so crazy because it was one of those like night after things where we drank a bunch and then we woke up the next day and it was just like one of those scenes from the hangover where you're just like what the hell happened here so basically we drank a bunch and then when we woke up the next day i was laying half in and half out of the hotel room like my legs were in the hallway my buddy uh My buddy was sleeping on the floor between the bed and the wall. All the lights were on in the the hotel room. TV was on, and it was, like, not blasting, but it was pretty loud. And uh, the water was running in the bathtub. So that's the scene I woke up to. I woke up uh, half in and half out of the hotel room. My buddy passed out between the wall and the bed. TV's blasting, and the water's running in the bathtub. It was just one of those <laughs> ridiculous moments where you look around and you're just like, what the hell happened here? And you just can't figure it out, you know. That's what drinking does, man, you know. It dulls the senses and the reactions and you take too much of it and it just wipes away. It's like a mind eraser, you know. A lot of people doing that a lot and I just want to say this podcast is not like uh, 
promoting drinking and saying how amazing it is. It's just, uh, you know, a lot of strange things happened to me while I was drinking and thought the stories would, uh, would be funny. So that's pretty much it. So hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, episode of unbridled enthusiasm. If you, uh, want to check me out, want to subscribe to the podcast, get me on iTunes now which is pretty cool just put in mark pulos and then you can subscribe to my podcast and if you have itunes each new episode as i post them will go straight into that uh itunes thing so check it out and uh yeah you can always uh link to the podbean website off of uh my website which is large drunk man you got uh rooftop soundcloud itunes Facebook, tons of stuff out there. Just put in Mark Poulos or Large Drunk Man and hundreds if not thousands of things will pop up. And, uh, yeah, I just want to thank everybody that's uh, listening to this podcast and, uh, you know, keep tuning in. I'll keep cranking them out and we'll take uh, an amazing journey together from this day forth if we haven't already i don't know but this has been another unbridled enthusiasm podcast tune in next time when we talk about who knows